Hey guys, thank you again for tuning in to another episode. This is episode 22. I'm coming at you back again with uh, another just, I guess, interesting sentiment or topic. Uh, If I had the title of the lesson, I think it would talk about um, circadian rhythm. It's an interesting term that I... uh, Interesting term that I came across um, a couple of years ago taking a psychology class. Basically, I guess Webster's definition of circadian circadian rhythm is um, the biological processes reoccurring naturally on a 24-hour cycle, even in the abundance of life fluctuations. Uh, you can scratch out the last part, but... um. It just talks about your bodily cues and the things you do so haphazardly that it doesn't even register in in your body. Your your senses know, oh, it's time to eat. Oh, it's time to sleep. Oh, it's time to wake up. Oh, it's time to go to the bathroom. And the thing about biological processing is you can teach and and forget certain things if you apply the right time or invest the right time towards it. And, uh... Interesting story this morning. I was um driving into work, driving into class, and I'm praying, asking the Lord to strengthen and equip me. And if you heard my last episode and previous episodes, my prayer and reading is the beginning of my day. That is my break that I take. That's the portion that I take to reassess and reevaluate what I'm doing. And sometimes I get so strategic with it that it's in the morning, on the way to whatever I have planned. During the day, before I eat, at night, before I lay down, I try to try to hit it periodically. You know, I'm trying to get like Daniel with this is something I do. This is a bodily cue. I don't know how to act if I don't do it. You know, become an addict to it. So I'm I'm praying. Asking the Lord to strengthen me on some things that I'm being faced with. And uh, the Lord says, well, you know, I'll strengthen you. I have the power to. But what have you been doing that's making you ask me to strengthen you? And it made me really think about the term circadian. And just in my spiritual life, there, there has been some bodily cues that I have not put in place. Or bodily cues that's been in place this now become rhythmic, meaning I do it without even thinking about it. And the Lord said, if you really start thinking about being active, being proactive, being assertive, almost aggressive in the manner about equipping, meaning going to searching your word for every little thing that's necessary to live throughout your day. You wouldn't be praying and then having other options. Mean, meaning praying but not really believing that I was strengthening. And that's a broad statement to say. But um, James 1 talks about when you pray and ask God, you got to pray and have faith that he'll answer it. And many of times I find myself praying and not really having sure faith. Or the message version says you pray and you go to God and then you have other options if God don't come through when you want to. And sometimes I have found myself doing that where I'm praying, but then I get in the driver's seat. And the Lord was saying, you have made a habit of getting in the driver's seat 
while you utter the prayers that it keeps you in this 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 phase of back and forth teeter totter and he said to me and it's so profound I, I i'm appreciative of it he said to me if you really get in the habit of getting in your word like you did at one point in your walk if you get in the habit of diving into the scripture to find the essential things that's needed if if you change your viewpoint of not saying that this is just something I do recreationally to say I do it, but this has now become your vitamins, this has become your vital source. If you make this vital, if you if you change your mindset, if you change your approach to it being the most important thing you do, then I promise that when you approach me for prayer You'll wait right there. You'll you'll trust and stay in that state and then see me answer it. And I really been thinking about it all day. And that's just just the just of the that scenario this morning. But three things I wanted to leave with you guys before we ended this episode was um first thing that I really thought about, like I said earlier, was what habits or things that I have done that's became the physiological makeup of me? And uh, really and truly, I, I can be honest, I can be frank, because these are just my sentiments that I'm sharing. Um, is is not having, not deeming my, not necessarily deeming my spiritual knowledge, my spiritual relationship, the most important. And uh, I don't want to lie and say, oh, I'm a minister and God is the center of my life because that's that I shared with somebody yesterday. The, the first step into a change heart is really ex- being honest and accepting the facts. And that is the fact for me. And it's, it's just a gradual thing that's happened over time. That I never thought too much of. I always tell people Galatians 6, 7, 8, and 9. God is not mocked. You will reap what you sow. And the the problem is, is that I have not paid attention that I have gradually, I have gradually kind of diluted my the spiritual importance of having supplication with God. Which has caused me to pray for things that I'm lacking because it is not a it's not a physiological thing that's already habitually in me or it's not the physiological habitual thing that should be in me that that I do haphazardly and uh so it 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 was that and I really had to sit and examine it and said okay well what what is it and I and I and I answered it as soon as I asked it is I wake up I do check my Bible out, but I don't say, okay, Lord, what are you saying right now? I don't really do the best job of bringing, reeling my mind in to the word first. Uh, I always kind of zone out. I'll check my other apps. I'll check every other accessory and then come right to the main source instead of really making the main source my first and foremost primary focus. And... Because I have gradually not done that, it has now become a bodily cue. I could wake up at 2, I could wake up at 3, I could wake up at midnight. And that won't be the first thing that should be. And because it's not, it has caused a lack. 
I'm, I'm gonna talk to myself because I'm making myself happy. So now that I have realized that, now I have to be assertive. I have to. Even now in the moment, and it doesn't have to be a one-time thing. The beautiful thing about bodily or biological processes is just that the more, just like they teach in psychology, the more you do it, the, the more you become conditioned to do it with or without a stimulus. Or with or without something pushing or driving you. Yeah, that's that's it. And so now I have to consciously and subconsciously work at, okay, let me get in the word. Let me really read. Because sometimes I get lazy and I listen. But in listening, it gives me the freedom to do other things while I'm listening. Just to say, oh, I listen. But I just today, I was at, in, in between classes. In between my class and study hall. I had I and I timed myself. I shared with somebody I because I am a terrible mo, uh, multitasker and I'm a poor um, I'm uh, I'm a professional procrastinator. I have to time myself when I do certain things. So if I know I need to wash the dishes, I put the time on twenty minutes and I go at it. Even though it's not gonna take me twenty minutes to wash the dishes, it usually takes longer. But I'm subconsciously and consciously telling myself, oh, I'm on the timer, so this is all I have time to focus on. And I don't do it in, in, a, in a severe, disciplined way where I'm an automaton, but I'm working at reeling in and pulling in some things that could trip me up as I go throughout the day and as, as I go throughout my life. So uh, the timer exercise is something that I personally do in many areas, especially when it comes to chores and like homework. I I put the timer on for 5, 10, 15 minutes, and I simply said, I said, okay, I got an hour to, to chump out some stuff. I'm going to put on this timer. I got 15 minutes to read. I am going to allot 15 minutes of reading. And so I sat, had my had my Bible app up on my second phone, and I'm, I'm reading. At first, I was listening, and I was idly listening. And and that's another thing that I've noticed is that I idly do things, and that's and that's because I have I I have consistently practiced at idly doing things. This this is really just is profound for me because it's it's it, it's making me aware of a lot of stuff that I don't pay attention to. And so that idly listening started to pop up, and I said, okay, no. Pause the listening. Now I need to read. I put on the translation and I started to read. I'll stop, process, read some more. Stop, process, read some more. And that's how the thoughts and understanding what the Lord was sharing with me in James 1 equated to me in the moment and made sense. And I said, okay, I get it. I understand. Once my timer went off, I moved to the next thing, which was simply because now I'm moving into the approach in changing certain things. Now that I, I've, I've checked off doing 15 minutes of just reading or 10 minutes because it wasn't 15 exact. But I, I started it and I focused for as long as I needed to do. That's the, the major thing that I always try to condition myself to do is you start it and finish because I'm, I'm a master start stopper. I'll start and then a, fourth, a quarter of the way through stop. And so once I stopped and 
assess and grasp what I needed to grasp, I went to the next thing, which was simply just sitting still, focusing on one class, understanding one assignment, doing one thing. And yeah, it got complicated. I set my timer, got complicated because things wasn't, wasn't moving as fast as I would. I had to remind myself, you're doing it and take your time. And so this maniacal, uh, methodic approach to just this one biological processing process and and changing it really kind of just shaped shaped the 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 scope of my day the sphere of my day because now I can get home and say all right now I have these are the three things I would like to do I I really want to apply some time to working out consistently so I say you know what Stop talking about it. Let's do it. Put the timer on. Did did my first half of the workout. Put the timer back on, and I kept that clock count that clock down running to keep myself focused. Cause um, many a times, uh, I and I find it very comical. People get sick, and the doctor explains to them all the things, little things they've been doing that's caused the sickness, and what they need to do to re to reverse it. And they, they go to the extremes. They they try to vastly change their diet. Vastly, They do all these extreme things instead of thinking about the minute, small things that that cause a major thing. And it's it's the, 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 the minor things. So me understanding that it's just small, simple things that I kind of got to get conditioned in that's going to help me get into a habit of doing purposeful things or being purposeful um it um i lost my train of thought but uh yeah like just like understanding like sickness and i'm not a wellness or holistic type of person but just just my small little excerpt on that changing the minor things will help change the major things and that's kind of what i was trying to do with my workout as well as my approach to my study hall. It's just minor minor implements and keep reinforcing that in a in a in a methodical way, in a in a, a smart ethical way. And now today, or just all throughout my little break now before I head into work, I've been thinking about it. Just little things that I can change, little things that have became habitual that's not really benefiting me and how I could reverse that and what should I do and when should I do it and all these little things because I believe that at the end of the day you are what you do Uh, I sound so cliche saying that but I'm really realizing that it's just changing the small habits to, to affect the overall picture and then after understanding what things have become come habitual that was causing me to pray or causing me to now be in search for something that I should have at least some dexterity of and then finding a, a, a finding an applicable approach to it the last thing that I realized from just this brief morning that I've had is a uh, is back to the spiritual. How do I, uh, what I just asked myself now was, how do I keep myself from praying with options? Because the just or the, the, the summation of a believer's life is to 
let God be your only option. So now that I've realized that I've been praying with other options, is that I got to be more assertive on my dexterity of the word. Meaning that if this is a lifestyle, I should have a source. There should be a source to explain and justify my lifestyle. And I'm, I'm, I would say I'm not preaching, but I'm just sharing my, my own just momentary insights and sentiments. But it's, it's, um, if I really want to know who God is and what he's about and what he can do and what he's equipped me with and what he's given me and, and to know that it's this and only this, I got to do a better job of being in my word. I have to do a better job of reading. I have to do a better job of praying. And it's not reading and praying to say that I'm doing it because there is no boasting of yourself pertaining to God, but there's boasting of God. And so I really had to sit down and say to myself, okay, how much time or how much of my day or how much real attention am I going to put forward of really reading God's word? Because in my passage, just said it, we are, we have the tools, we have everything we need, but we still walk around defeated. We have the deed, we have the will to live the we have the will in this it's just an analogy to to be we are the next in line to be royalty and we're still eating sub sandwiches because we haven't taken time to read, read the will and that's something that I, I, I really started thinking about when I was praying for sure not saying that I ought not pray for anything and I should automatically have it no absolutely not because James says that if you if you if you want wisdom ask but that, that this is just something I realized, like I said earlier, but how much of what's been given am I really using for the benefit of me? Because, and I say that, and I ask that because I'm in this predicament or I'm faced with this concern or this need because I have not been properly taking what's been given to me, what's been granted to me, and really just putting it to use. You know, many like I said many a times we we I I idly live off of incentives and just be more concerned about the incentive than the actual work. It's like if I planted a tree, I'd be more excited about the fruits that the tree will bear than actually toiling and cultivating the tree and and see that's another thing that I kind of realized even in the moment over time I've been more concerned of the fruits and that's kind of what God was sharing me sharing with me this morning you're more concerned about the fruits and because you're more concerned about the results of the situation you forgot about actually investing proper time investing right investments and equipping yourself for the right now moment. And because you have habitually done this over time, whether it's been in a major or minor aspect, this is biologically who you are or what you've become. And so, for 
for me, it's been, just been profound because I'm just like, wow, I never saw it in that manner. I never looked at it in that way. I just kept going on the, well, I don't have it, I'll go ask for it. And it's like with anything, you know, working out, if you want to get stronger, you got to put in the work. There is no cutting corners, basically, to it. If you want to be grounded as a believer, and this is what the Lord was sharing with me, if you want to be prepared, if you want to be equipped, you got to do the investing. And in doing the investing, I'll meet you the other way. I'll meet you half of the way. And for me, this is profound because it brings back, it brings forth so many things that I'm learning, that I'm growing to stand by. It is the lifestyle, it's the livelihood that speaks, speaks for the person, not the words. And so I can't simply just be saying, oh kids, especially in my girls, I can't simply just be saying, this is what you need, this is how... This is how it come to pass. This is this that, and the other. If I haven't my me myself lived it, so I I really kind of am excited. I look forward to really checking the minor and major things the right way to help myself grow as a person, grow as a minister, as a father, as a husband. It's it's all about the the approaches and. My uh my pastor, who's my mentor, Rodney Skipper, he always shares with me you how you start it is how it'll finish. So if you start raggedly, you'll finish raggedly. But if you start right, you'll finish right. And I, I know I'm giving a lot of cliches and a lot of inspirational quotes and that's not I'm not trying to give motivational inspiration. You can go to somebody else for that. I'm just simply sharing my sentiments on how I'm starting to realize some things that I kind of just blurred out along the way. But, you know, as as always, I appreciate you guys for stopping by. Oh, yeah, the verse, memory verse. Better read the verse. Uh, James 1, James 1 and, and 5 says, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him act in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let, for let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. And I can attest to that. I've I've been double-minded and a lot of things that kind of have transpired around me because I've asked knowing that he'll give it and won't make me feel bad for asking but at the same time I in the back of my head subconsciously and consciously whichever place I want to place it or whatever term I want to use I was already planning or trying to figure out and I because I had a habit of doing that I never realized that that habit was was causing this hindrance. So now I have to go back and, and, and debunk and destructure the habit. So now that I have the proper results. Um, the message version lays it out even better for those that get caught up in the New King James. The message version says, if you don't know what you're doing, pray to the Father. He loves to help. You'll get his help. And won't be condescended to when you ask for it. Ask boldly, believing without a second thought. 
People who worry their prayers are like windward waves. Don't think you're going to get anything from the master that way. Adrift at sea, keeping all your options open. And just to bring back in what I've already said before. Gotta eliminate the options box on my prayer resume. And that's that's truthful. Once I eliminate that the only option, the only answer is God, is Christ the endowment of the Holy Spirit himself and work at sticking to that work at confirming why I'm sticking to what I'm sticking to because it's minor things that lead up to a major thing or it's a major thing that break down into minor things however way you want to play it out now I'm in position now I'm equipping myself now I'm becoming a little bit more better now I'm becoming a little bit more purposeful than I was before for me, that's that's what this whole walk is about. It's becoming purposeful. It's becoming useful. It's becoming in position to help someone else. Not by just words, but, but by lifestyle. I see a lot of people um, inspiring and, and motivating, but I, I rarely see a few living. And, and if, you know, we say it all the time, the proof is in the pudding. Or, you know, the tree speaks for itself. All these things are true. And it is true. If you're really out here living a certain lifestyle, people can tell. But if you're not, you're the loudest one in the room. And uh, I really believe that and hold true that. So I try to be, I try to be very silent in my, in my conversations. Not saying I don't talk and I'm just an introvert. But I try to be very silent in my conversations and very loud in my application. Because it's the application that that sparks. It's the application that gets the attention, not not the conversations. And that's just, just something I wanted to share with you guys. But as always, thank you all for listening. Um, I'm working at changing our approach to this podcast. Trying to give sick... Uh, helpful segments still always open for people to come by and drop by and share with everybody what they want that option is never off the table eventually we'll move to the manner where it'll be me and other voices that is the plan but my plan is to always give you guys something new something helpful every day like i said it's not motivation it's not inspiration i don't aspire to have none of those things Um, it's just simply sharing Helpful sentiments. I can share things that I'm walking through because that's what it really is. I'm walking through these things just like anybody else. Somebody else could hear it and apply something different to help them. I'm all for it. Um, I got to give a shout out to the production team, which is I. (laughs) But, you know, a shout out to my supporters. I appreciate you guys for always showing love. Pray and hope that your day is going wonderful. Remember to share this podcast with anybody that needs it. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at all naps m podcast. That's all one word tied in together. No spaces, no underscores, no extra abbreviations. Um, you can follow me on my Instagram at Joe's Interlude. Um, follow me on Facebook. Uh, my government name is on my Instagram. <laughs> Um, yeah, share this podcast with anybody who wants to listen. Um, I always appreciate you guys stopping by. Remember to uh, 
Remember that you are blessed to be a blessing. So do good and be good and follow God. And if you follow that order, if you follow God, do good and be good. I promise your life will be blessed. All right, guys. Love you all. One blip. One love.